The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour With your hosts Joe Bob Ah, you're awful And A.J. Appleton Sin Shu Chu Mouthful Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net and writer of SoCalledFantasyExperts.com. My co-host uh, is on his way. He was on. Connection dropped. So he is... He'll be back in just a second, but is AJ Applegarth. Um, so tonight we're going to be... Getting you ready for the fantasy playoffs. A few, you know, a lot of you are probably fighting for that that last spot in in your fantasy playoffs, uh, or or one of the final spots in your fantasy playoffs. Um, others have have locked up a playoff spot. Maybe seeding is a determination of if you win or lose this week. And, you know, or or whether or not you get a buy in the first round or, uh, you know, maybe your playoffs don't even start till week 14 if you're in a smaller league and, you know, you're just doing two rounds of playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But, um, you know, we're going to get you ready for the playoffs and, by discussing some streaming defenses that you can pick up to win when you're in there, some guys that you can trust or maybe not trust entering the playoffs. And then, of course, we have to get you ready for this week specifically, and that is you know, injury news, waiver wire pickups, and then our, our patented highest low-scoring game, sleepers, busts, and uh, the the defensive pickup for this week. So, without further ado, let's just jump into some news and notes real quick. Um, <laughs> probably the the most bizarre news of the weekend was the 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 fight between Crabtree and Akib Talib. It was quite the rematch of the fight from last season. Um, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Akeem Tlaib actually snatched Crabtree's chain again. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, it's it, it totally bizarre. But uh, here's AJ. He's flying back. Let's, let's see what he has to say about this Akeem Tlaib-Crabtree fight. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, just jumping right into things here. So, you know, what do you what do you think about the chain snatcher here, man? And and Michael Crabtree. I, I mean, this is just ridiculous. I mean, come on. <laughs> so stupid. Are, are we still you in college here, guys? I know you no. guys are professionals. Like, you know, get get over it. I get I get you know heat of heat of the moment. Everything you know. Emotions are right high. You're obviously aggressive, you know, playing this game, but it is totally crazy. Uh, so yeah, it's 
It's pretty nuts. So the the biggest news at, coming out of this, at least fantasy-wise, is that initially they both got two games. They're actually both just going to get one game. And so, um, you know, for those of you relying on Michael Crabtree this week, you're not going to – or needing him this week because, you know, you need to get into the playoffs. You're not going to be able to have him, so you're going to have to look elsewhere. And, you know, we'll, we'll touch on that in the waiver wire section when we get there. Um, moving on, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you talk about this this piece of news since this this was your note. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm equally as guilty, man. I, Mr. I as bad as you, just about. Mr. Worst Call of the Year, uh, myself, uh, and Julio down by the schoolyard was playing some schoolyard ball last weekend and had himself a record day after the infamous Applegarth Algar called him a bust, a bust for week 12 against probably the worst defense against opposing receivers I think I've ever seen. Um, So, yeah, I was way off on that one. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you were. Um, yes, you were. I went against him in two different leagues and got destroyed in both of those leagues. I mean, fifty point games. Yeah. I mean, this yeah, I went against him. Utterly in, amazing. In at least one, but I I will say I did save a little bit of face and and I picked him in DFS uh, for a couple of leagues or a couple of games, I guess I did. Um, I did finally break my, my curse of that and, and played some DFS this weekend. Didn't really win much. But so you, so didn't you lose a whole bust, lot. but then you played him? What was his price? Because his price tag, I imagine, had to be pretty low considering it's Julio um, and he was... I don't remember that, off the top of my head. I'd have like to it, look it up. But it was like in the probably, sevens. That's, I that's say. pretty low. That's pretty low for Julio. I feel like, you know, usually you see your your top guys in the nine thousands, right? Am I, I dude? I haven't um, played. I haven't played DFS all year either, so I'm not. But I feel like your top guys are usually in the eight nine thousand range if they've just been killing it all year. And obviously Julio has it, and that's why you call him a bust. Um, oh yeah, the, I mean, the matchup he's, he's was had, phenomenal. The matchup was ridiculous. So yeah, I mean, only but, one touchdown all year, and he had what two? He had two in this game or three? He had two. He had two hundred fifty-three yards on twelve receptions, and he had two touchdowns. Yeah, he. So he. Yeah. The records. Let me just blow through this real quick. The records he broke. He is now has three career two hundred fifty-plus yard games. No one else ever to play the NFL has more than one, and only twenty-nine players, including Jones have actually reached the mark of having one 250-yard game. Um, He also passed Lance Alworth, who had 8,502 yards in his first 90 games. He passed Alworth for the most receiving yards through first 90 games. Uh, Jones now finished out his 90th game with 86 uh, 8,649 8, yards. Uh, 
Um, so he hit that mark. Well, he passed Alworth in the first half, uh, obviously finished the game with that mark. He also passed Anquan Bolden for the most receptions through the first 90 games by a player. Um, he did that feat in the second half with his eighth reception. Um, Bolden finished out his 90th game with 558 receptions with Arizona. And Jones now has 563 receptions through 90 games. So pretty good game for the record books for him. That's absurd. So, yeah, but that was a, that was a definite miss on my end. So, this week his salary is eighty six hundred dollars. Wow. Last week he was at seventy seven hundred dollars. And really good pretty job. much Yeah, I mean nine hundred dollars? Yeah, okay. I mean uh just to, to Keenan Allen is now at eighty three hundred dollars. Um, for this week, and he was at 7,300 last week. Um, yeah. How did he do last week, by the way, Joe? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, speaking of equally bad picks, uh, you know, Keenan Allen coming off a, a phenomenal outburst in week, what, 11 that was. You know, I was like, nah, yeah. no way it's going to happen two weeks in a row. Boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. I was watching that game, eating some Thanksgiving, and woo, I was like, wow. Um, you know, thankfully I've got him in two leagues, and in especially in the Scott Fishbowl League where I, I, I snuck into the playoffs even though I'm 6-6 six and because six, uh, it's after, like, the first few, like, top records, it's all points-based. Uh, I have both Phil Rivers and Keenan Allen in that league. So for the last two weeks, nice. I've been smoking it. <laughs> and uh, I've jumped up the rankings quite a bit in that league, finishing the top 100 uh, in the in the regular season after being almost 200 two weeks ago. So I jumped up over almost 100 spots in two weeks. Wow, that's pretty in, solid. In, in points, in total points. Uh, mainly because of Keenan Allen and Phillip Rivers. They've just been destroying it, clearly. Uh, but, yes, very bad call by me. I called him my bust, uh, thinking he wasn't going to get it done either. Um, another bad call by me was Joe Mixon. Uh, so much for that you know, Cleveland running game actually being decent. He uh, running, running defense being decent. He torched them for like 115 yards or something like that. Uh, but, oh, well. So be it, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, we're not, we're not, we're not yeah, perfect. We don't, yeah, no, we're nobody, nobody quote experts, but not all the time. <laughs> well, look, nobody's gonna be perfect, and you know, say it all, say it all the time. If anybody does say that they're perfect and they're gonna get everything right, they're full of you know what. So no yeah. way. Anyway, um, so fancy playoffs. Uh, in, I would say the vast majority of leagues is starting next week. Uh, this is the final week of the season playoffs for those leagues that have six teams are starting next week. Um, so, so what do you do? You know, what do you do to prepare yourself for the season? Well, first off, if you're in win now mode, like you have to win to get in or you need to win to like get a buy or w- 
you know, prepare yourself for this week, and, and we'll get we'll we'll get to that obviously with our picks and our, you know, injury news and waiver wire stuff and, and our sleepers and busts. Now, if you've locked up a spot, if you've locked up that first round buy, or you know, you're in you're sitting in that three four spot, and no matter if you win or lose this week, it's not going to matter. Well, how do you prepare yourself? We've kind of talked about it the last couple of weeks where we said, okay go out and stash some defenses, you know, once it gets closer to the playoffs, go ahead and, and get your handcuffs at this point. Like honestly, in, in our fancy six pack league, I went out and got Sharkandrick West. I've got Kareem hunt. Um, and I, I decided, well, you know, I'm going to go out and get a handcuff and cause he's available. Yeah. So I went and got him, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Now, now clearly don't drop somebody who has, current present value who you can legitimately use but if you're stashing somebody on the end of your end of your bench because oh well you know he he might be okay you know he's going to get me three to five six seven points you know on any given week um he was kind of like a a bi-week filler when we were going through bye weeks go ahead and get rid of that guy go get your handcuff because what's going to kill you in the playoffs is if you lose your number one running back, if you lose your number two running back, and then it's the mad dash to the waiver wire for him. And if you don't get that guy, you're dead in the water. Um, so yeah. go ahead and go get your handcuffs. The other thing you can do is if your handcuffs aren't available or you already own them all or something like that, go ahead and start stashing defenses if your league plays with them. Now, I know this sounds totally against the grain, I say stash defenses. Defenses can be huge. We've seen it time and time again this year. You know, defenses scoring 15 to 20 to 25 points. Um, it's hard to predict those kinds of performances, but you can at least predict good performances where you're not getting two to three points a week. And, and just some defenses that you and I have both written down here, you know, in, in week 14, you know, in, Keep in mind for everybody listening, these are defenses who are owned in 50% or lower in, in leagues. Now, we use DSPN. I know Yahoo, I was looking at Yahoo's, and they're totally different, completely different. Yeah, there's, their ownership is way different. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I usually like using Yahoo for like normal waiver wire stuff because I feel like that their leagues are kind of more up to date. And, and I think. The standard size for Yahoo is 12, so it's more realistic. Um, it could just be that, look, for that same reason why, like, ownership is way down in ESPN leagues on, like, your normal running backs and receivers that should be owned, and it's higher on defenses is because you've got kind of more, I don't know, more amateurish players, more beginner-type players who – stash defenses all year long so they're holding on to them they may not be using them but they're holding on to them but anyway we use espn um i've got a few i've got a few names you know that that you can look at to see if they're available if you play elsewhere um but for week 14 you know i've got the bills going against indy that's a good matchup in most cases i know the bills have been awful lately for the most part but you know indy's just a good team to target um wrote down the titans versus arizona 
that's one of the ones from Yahoo that I noticed was kind of lower owned. I think the Saints are lower owned, and I can't rem- I don't remember their schedule off the top of my head, but I feel like the Saints, Saints have a playoffs is Atlanta. Somebody Atlanta. I can't remember the middle yeah, team. Yeah, so it's but... the Jets. So I should. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't remember the schedule, but I remember seeing that they were pretty highly owned on ESPN. And when I went to Yahoo, they were on the lower end, and I was like, "Wow, okay." But look, they get the Jets in Week 15, and yeah, the Jets can score some points. The Jets also just turn the ball over. I mean, left and right. I mean, that's why they're still losing. Um. So and then the cream of the crop defense, in my opinion, to pick up in Week 14 is the Packers. Um, yeah, the Packers aren't good. Um, their defense isn't terrible, but they get Cleveland. I mean, look, unless you think Josh Gordon is back and he's going to be Josh Gordon of 2014, um, the Packers are the, are the team to go after and stash for, for week 14, in my opinion, um, out of, you know, the, the lower end owned defenses. Um, Week 15, we're going right back to the Bills. They get Miami. The, you know, the Dolphins are a hot mess when it comes to offense. Uh, Drake has been okay, but they're losing Damian Williams probably for the rest of the season. You know, Jay Cutler and Matt Moore both are not good. Devontae Parker's not playing very well right now. I mean, the, the team's just not good. Um, and then you can go right back to the Titans again. Um I wrote down Arizona twice, but that is clearly wrong. So, what is their schedule? And who do they play in Week 15? Arizona? The Titans. The Titans play Arizona Week 14. Oh, oh, oh. And in Week 15, they get San Francisco. Now, look, that could potentially change if Jimmy Garoppolo is actually going to be good with this offense. But I still think we all can agree that the, the Niners are lacking weapons across the board. And Jimmy Garoppolo, despite, you know, maybe being the second coming of Tom Brady, whatever everybody wants to call him, which I think is insane. Um, yeah. You know, he's still going to struggle to move the ball downfield. Um, so I, I, those are the only two defenses I could really find in week 15. There's a lot of good matchups in week 15, but for defenses that are already really highly owned. Like if you have Baltimore, do not stream them if you are in the playoffs. Do not drop them for somebody because they get Cleveland in week 15. Like do not drop them. You know, like make sure you're not dropping a defense to pick up a defense for week 14 that has these phenomenal matchup in week 15 because they are all over the place in week 15. It was hard to find some matchups for week 15. Um, come week 16, the, the ones I looked at immediately, I looked at the bears. They get Cleveland. Uh, the bears have been kind of sneaky good this year on defense. Uh, they've had a couple like really good games and then a couple really bad games, but just kind of mediocre in between. Um, but getting Cleveland is always, you know, always going to help your cause. Um, and then I kind of look at the Redskins. They get Denver. You know, we've seen how bad they can be. Now they're not going to use Lynch anymore the rest of the year, so it's not going to be as bad. But they still haven't been good for the last half of the season or since week four. They've been pathetic. 
So the Redskins, you know, can get the job done. They've got a good front four, good front four or five, actually, you know, if you count some of the linebackers and they can get some sacks, you know, if Norman's healthy in week 16, you know, the, the corners can shut down it. Excuse me. Um, you know, that could be, that could be a pretty good matchup there too. Oh, uh, do you see anybody else that, that you liked? Those were the ones that I picked out and I was it, looking at. Yeah, not that. on, not on the lower end, but like you said, it, if somebody's not paying attention and they drop a Ravens defense or they drop a Lions defense, yeah, the, um, Lions, the Lions have an awesome week 15 and 16. I think it's Chicago and Even then Cleveland. 14, 15, 16, honestly, like they get Tampa in week 14. I mean, even with yeah, James Winston, you know, close to returning, Tampa blows, dude. I, their their defense sucks against receivers, but the defense in general hasn't really given up a ton of points. Um, mm. I mean, I'm trying to see where they're at right now. I mean, as far as ESPN, ESPN's got them ranked as 10th. Well, in this league that I'm looking at, so maybe that's the scoring settings. But yeah, I mean, they don't give up a lot of sacks. I guess that's kind of the only thing. But, but look, honestly, they're getting Winston back, and Winston was yeah. throwing picks all over the place earlier in the season. So, you know, maybe he's not going to be fully healthy still, and maybe yeah. he messes up some more. But yeah, no, I, I hear you, man. You know, you got to pay attention. You know, if if people are, you know, the Chargers in Yahoo before this week were like 25% owned, which was insane to me. Clearly, they're yeah. going way up after three great weeks in a row, and they've got Cleveland. But, look, then they get Washington, and, look, the Washington Redskins can score points, but they're going to turn the ball over at least once or twice every game um, if it just feels like that. The Chiefs hasn't been good, and then they get the Jets. Like, if people are dropping teams like that, you know, there's kind of defenses that people are forgetting are actually – good because of the name like when you think of the chargers you think oh their defense sucks no their defense yeah. is actually pretty good this year so people are dropping them without even thinking about it um, oh exactly so, yeah the, the lions i was saying I, I correct myself they have chicago week 15 and cincy in week 16 um and then yeah. tampa 14 so and, yeah. and green bay in week 17 so if you're in one of those leagues that plays the entire season, you know, they may be somebody to look at for that, but you got to see if Rogers is coming back too. Um, that's that's going to be a big game though for the lions um, and their playoff push. So, you know, keep an eye on that. Um, uh, Ravens, we talked about what was the other team I was just looking at. Um, yeah. We talked about the saints They've got Atlanta, Jets, Atlanta, the Patriots, uh, Bengals. The Bengals was the team that I was thinking of. So they've got a rough matchup this week against Pittsburgh. Next week they have Chicago at home. Then they have they go to Minnesota, and then they got Lions. So really, if you need somebody for fourteen, 14, yeah, I mean they may be worth a look in the first week of the playoffs. But this is a perfect example of. Hey, I'm going to stack this defense along with, you know, my Ravens squad or, or whoever else yeah, that I have, and I'm going to use them in Week 14 because I love the matchup, and, and then then cut them loose, you know. 
So yeah, because look, the Ravens get the Ravens get Pittsburgh in Week 14, and yeah. you know as, as much as those games are sometimes low scoring, those games can also just be crazy high scoring, and even they, they hate each yeah. other. So even though the Ravens suck and they might get crushed in that game, um, but it's it's just it's one of those things Pittsburgh, like so. yeah, it's just one of those things where like Pittsburgh could just put it on them, you know, like and they don't even they don't even think twice about it, like. Uh, they could be up by twenty five, and they're still trying to go out there and score touchdowns like Tom Brady, you know. Like, but their care. schedule, their schedule after that at Cleveland fifteen, then Indy. Indianapolis sixteen Ooh. at home, and then Cincy at home to end yeah. the season out. And you know, if they're still fighting for a playoff spot at that point, you know, those are going to be two big home games for them. And they they put up twenty points at least in this league I'm looking at uh, in week one against Cincy without scoring a touchdown, a defensive touchdown. They may have had a return, but again, I don't have the settings Five all. Four interceptions and, an inter- and a fumble recovery. That was that awful yeah. Andy Dalton game. <laughs> but anyway, so, so you guys right. get the but point. Yeah, you guys get the point. Stash your defenses. They make a huge difference come playoff time. You know, most likely your playoff matches are going to be close. You know, every little point counts in the playoffs. So, Go ahead and do that. Now, now moving on, you know, we've seen some of these guys that we've been able to ride throughout the season kind of fizzle down the stretch here. And it's getting down to crunch time, and you need to make a decision. Do you trust these guys? Or are they just plug-and-play guys still? Or are they guys where you're going, I don't know anymore, and you really got to think, I'm going to bench this guy for this other guy who – you know, maybe it's just kind of on a hot streak and I'm just going to hope and pray that it's still going to work out. And I'm going to start off with a guy that, you know, we've been able to use without even thinking twice about it. It seems like for the last decade, right? And that's Mr. Drew Brees. Yeah. You know, he, in... Since week six, he has one 20-point game in fantasy and only two others above 15. In between, he's got 11, 11, 14, 14. I mean, we're looking at pretty mediocre quarterback play here. Um, and he's got a fairly favorable schedule. I wouldn't say he does this week, honestly, though. He does play Carolina, who happens to, you know, who does appear to be pretty good against the pass. But not just this week. I'm talking the rest of the season here. What are you doing with Drew Brees? Are you just plug and playing him going, no, 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 no. I'm not overthinking this. It's still Drew Brees. Well, Brees is tough for me because he kind of screwed me last year down the stretch on in a couple of leagues. Uh, one was a two quarterback league, so I was really screwed. But it, it, it's so hard to to bench him because of his name power. He is one of those guys that's like lives on his name power now. And with the with the way this running game is going right now, with Kamara and and Ingram. 
I mean, he doesn't need to be Drew Brees. He just needs to be, you know, Case Keenum. I mean, he needs to be a, a an Alex Smith, a game-managing quarterback. And Keenum, I think, is actually better than Smith, personally, but at least more recently. Um, but that that's what he's doing right now. I mean, he's just the general out there, you know, calling the shots and, and making it work. Benched him a couple weeks ago for Jared Goff when Goff was up against Houston and, and Breeze was up against Buffalo. And it panned out for me because Breeze didn't put up points. And last week, I mean, the last couple weeks, he's just been, he's been very Blake Bortles-esque where he's, you're looking at your scores in like the, the second and third quarter and being like, what what is going on here? Why am I getting nothing out of my quarterback? And then at the end of the game, you're like, oh, okay, well, he came through and he, he ended up with, you know, high teens or, or low twenties or whatever. Yeah, He seems to throw like one deep or at least I'll say, I won't say deep. I'll say one long touchdown pass every game. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But and that's what he, that's all he is right honestly, now. The year, the a lot of those have been like little checkdowns, like Alvin Kamara, and he just takes off. Um, yeah, it's very rarely been that like he's just going to chuck it downfield, and you know, get an actual forty-yard touchdown or something like that. It's been somebody catching it and running with it. Um, it's it's been it's been pretty weird. I mean, I don't. You know, over the last four weeks, you know, Drew Brees is down in that 9-10 range. And if you go a little farther back for, you know, total points, you know, yeah, he's just all year long. He's just been kind of down in that, you know, 8-9-10 range of quarterbacks. You know, Jared Goff is ahead of him during that time span. Um, you've got Case Keenum ahead of him if, <laughs> in yeah. that time span. Yeah. Like, it is absolutely insane to see some of these guys like yeah it's it's crazy and and right there with him in average points per game is guys like Tyrod Andy Dalton even Josh McCown um you know and and lately you've got you know Phil Rivers crushing him in, in average points per game so yeah it's uh it's I'm with you, man. Like I am benching him this week, absolutely, in a league that I don't think I'm gonna make the playoffs. My team has just completely crumbled. Um, I had three of my four top receivers all get hurt on me, so there's not a whole lot I could do about it. Um, and then Kareem Hunt kind of shat to bed. So, um, you know, I'm I'm throwing in Rivers ahead of him, which I wish I had done last week, but I don't think I still would have won. That's how bad my team yeah. is now. But, See, and that's. That's the thing that's hard for me because the league that I own him in this year, I'm already locked into the two seed. I'm not going to lose that position unless the guy behind me, if I lose, the guy behind me wins, and then he gets some monster like 300-some point game to like overtake me in points, <laughs> then then okay, I would I bump out and have to play next <laughs> week. But, um, yeah, so I, I – I don't care in that league right now, but I'm I'm worried about, you know, week 15 when I have to play again and and against the Jets, okay, maybe not as worried, but week 16, 
Yeah, it, Atlanta's susceptible to opposing quarterbacks, and that game is going to be those, – those two games are going to be very meaningful. I mean, this game this week against Carolina is going to be meaningful. Um, so it, it's tough. I mean, Carolina's got a good defense, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But, yeah, he's just a guy I don't, I don't love right now. Um yeah, I mean, it's the product of the offense. And honestly, you know, I was watching him. Uh, I was watching some of the Saints game this weekend. The arm strength just really isn't there either. Like, it's kind of crazy. Um, it's just yeah. not there anymore. I mean, he is getting older. So, you know, it's just it is what it is. But another quarterback that I think we can we can all agree who has been just destroying people uh, is Dak Prescott. Ever since Ezekiel Elliott, you know, I thought it was more um, the left tackle, uh, Tyron Smith being out, but apparently it was more Zeke than anybody. Tyron yeah. Smith came back this week and he still did nothing. What do we do with Dak Prescott at this point? I mean, I, you know, I would cut him personally. I really? See, I don't I know if I can too. cut him because if he what? can. What has he done the last two weeks? Last three weeks. Let me let me pull it up for you here and show yeah, you. Here's the thing. Who are you really dropping him for that like has the has the ceiling that Dak Prescott has? You know, who, who, Philip who Rivers. Dropping? The guy. Rivers the guy that. Philip Rivers. Well, is not he's available. he's owned in seventy five percent of leagues. The guy that that has Dak in in my league where I have Breeze just picked up rivers off waivers because he was sitting out there for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, for him, he's, he's absolutely crushed him in four out of the last, uh, five weeks. I mean, yeah. against Washington in week eight, 143 yards, no touchdowns, no turnovers. Thanks. But six, 6.8 points in that league. And we've got some kind of off scoring. Then KC came back and had a decent game, 249, two touchdowns, 29 points. He might have had a rushing touchdown there, too, um, to get that high. Uh, Atlanta, 176 yards, two fumbles. And what was it, six, seven sacks? He got his ass beat that game. Philly didn't really know what was going on in the first half. Excuse me, but the second second Mm -hmm. half – I mean, 145 yards, three interceptions, one fumble, negative 1.1 points. Last week against the Chargers, 179, two more interceptions, and two points. And, and again, that's just based on my league scoring. He's cuttable, man. You, you, you don't need him on your team. He's got Washington uh. again. He's got a good Giants matchup, a good Oakland matchup, but both are on the road. You know, and then he sees Seattle and then back – uh, on the road at Philly, I mean, he has, I, he'll have Zeke back me, for that game. To me, I'm not dropping him. I'm not dropping him. I am benching him, though. And it's just unfortunate because you're probably benching him for somebody like, uh, you know, Jacoby Brissett or, you know, well, yeah, not this yeah, week. Yeah, a Brissett or maybe you know, a McCown. A Cutler, you know, even. Dalton. I mean, you're looking at no, Cutler's in concussion protocol. You know, 
you could look at somebody like Bortles this week who gets indie. Like that's a good streaming guy. Yeah. Um, you know, Keenum is actually low owned still. Like Keenum is very low owned, in my opinion. You know, these are I guys that I at this point so I'm playing. At this point, I'm playing those guys over Dak, but I'm not cutting Dak yet because I feel like at any moment it's going to click with him. And the upside he has it could. is incredible. I mean, come on, through the first, what, seven weeks of the season, including the bye, he was like the number three quarterback. It's, yeah. It's just, I mean, you don't, you he, don't get he was it. killing it. He had, you know, four interceptions to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fourteen touchdowns. Passing well, touchdowns. Really he may have had yeah. rushing in there too. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. Either way, I think no both fumbles. You, you got you can't yeah. use him right now until he has that good game. You can't use him, but I'm not cutting him unless you absolutely have to. Like you have nobody else on the end of your bench who you can cut to get a backup quarterback. Which at this point, I think most of us do. Um, but that being okay, said. Well, I know we want to move on, but last question: Would you would you cut him to add a streamable defense, or would you say screw the defense? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep him. I'm keeping Dak, and then I'll stream my defense. I will just stream with my defense the best yeah. I possibly can, because. Our leagues are a little bit different. A lot of people do the, the hoarding defense thing toward the end of the season. But in most leagues, people don't, right? Yeah. So in a lot of leagues, you can just pick and choose your defense every week. I have been doing it all season long in like five out of the six of my leagues, and I have no problems doing it. Um, not always right, but it works out most of the time. So, no, I would not do it. Uh, yeah, so moving on to some running backs. Kareem Hunt. I mean, everybody was like, oh, this this guy's better than Zeke. You know, come through the first three, four weeks of the season, he had touchdowns left and right, always getting 100 yards from scrimmage. And then, man, it just started going downhill and downhill. And it was never, like, it was never bad, right? It was never like, ooh, Kareem Hunt sucks. It's always like, ah, oh, he just didn't have a great game. Um, but the the last couple weeks, you know, we're, even in a PPR league, we're looking his last four games, you know, 9.8, 10.1, 10.7, and then this past week against Buffalo, which has been destroyed lately, 3.6. Now, is all of this his fault? I don't think so. Uh, in a very close game, Andy Reid yeah. decided to give decided to give Kareem Hunt five touches in the first half. This guy <sighs> carries you for the first five six weeks of the season, and you're going to give him five touches in the first half. What was that about? Well, that might seem crazy, but. His volume, he's only amassed more than 20 carries in three games this year. 
He's been close on a couple others. But it wasn't a couple eighteens and a couple seventeens. But but it wasn't just carries, man. It was touches. It was five. No, I know. That's what I'm saying, though. It's like it's completely off for him. But I mean, the rushing attempts. Get it? Have been there, but I I don't know, man. He's he's somebody that I wish I would have traded after week three. In a non-keeper league, even in a keeper league. I mean, depending on the rules of the the league. I have him in a fantasy six-pack league. And look, I'm going to say it right now. I'm not winning that league, even though I'm the number one seed right now. I may not be the number one seed. I play the guy who I'm tied with right now. I'm ahead in points. But my team is decimated at this point by injuries, uh, you know. I'm not going to go into it, but my team, my team's just heading in the wrong direction going into the playoffs. Kareem Hunt was a big reason why I am nine and three, right? And, and one of the teams around week 10 was like, Hey, what can I give you for Kareem Hunt? And I almost said, give me Alvin Kamara. And, and like a third, a a wide receiver three, and I'll do it. Oh my God. I'd be, I'd win the league had I done that trade. Yeah, that was. Because at that point, like Ivan Kamara was just kind of bursting back on, bursting onto the scene, but I was so nervous about it. And like everybody, right. Everybody was like, Oh, after the buy, they're going to get cream hunt back on track. Nope. <laughs> they haven't. I mean, the the whole Chiefs team right now is in disarray. It's awful. So, uh, you know, I I I don't want to talk too much about Hunt, but I mean, how yeah, crazy he's is been this? he's been disappointing. In our leagues, Alvin Kamara has more points for the season than Kareem Hunt now, and Alvin Kamara was barely used for the first four weeks. Yeah, that I mean that just shows how crazy. how big of a swing you can get with these running backs. I mean, yeah, Hunt was a monster for the first three weeks, and then he was you know he started tailing off. He was still doing okay, and you know he was definitely yeah, he was a okay. start. Very, but he was putting up double good. digit points. Yeah, 16, he was getting you what 14, you needed. 16, Fifteen points, it was fine. I was definitely okay with that. I oh, just yeah. thought, okay, get into the end zone and you'd have a 20-point game again. You know, he hasn't scored since week three. He hasn't gone over 100 yards from scrimmage for the last, I don't know, uh, five weeks? Yeah, five weeks. Four weeks. Four playable weeks. He hasn't gone over 100 yeah. yards from scrimmage. I, yeah, it's heading in the wrong direction. I don't know what they got to do, but they got to get it figured out quick, man. I'm not going to win this league without Kareem Hunt blowing up because I've lost too many guys and everybody's sort of playing bad all at the same time for me. Uh, enough about my misery, but uh, sadly, another well, guy that really. just happens. <laughs> I know, sadly, another guy that just happens to be on that same team, which I'm still thankful for because I traded Martavis Bryant for him. So uh, I'll take yeah. it. Um, DeMarco Murray. I mean, is it injuries? Is it age? Is it both? And what do you do with him? I mean, he just, dude, he looks, if it weren't for touchdowns, man, he would be utterly useless. He'd be – I mean, he is worse than Cream Hunt still. And, and it's 
the only thing saving him is he gets touchdowns. You know, is this a guy that you can... He doesn't even really get touchdowns. He's got four on the year. Five, sorry. Yeah. And two of them came in one game where he had 42 yards. Maybe he had three. That's a pretty high number. Yeah, he had a receiving receiving touchdown. But again, that's the thing. Those are the games... And and okay, and he gets a bunch of receptions. So in PPR leagues, he's kind of saving his value that way. But I mean, at this point, yeah. like, you know, if if you've got a Crowell who's starting to kind of play a little bit better, if you've got, uh, you know, are you going to use somebody like? Are you going to hope and pray that like a Jay Ajayi is going to actually play better than him, or a Blunt, or a Darkwa, or maybe Alex Collins? Like these are the types of guys that I feel like you're probably looking at going, do I play him over Murray? Like, you know, what do you do with him? Are are you trying to look in another direction? Yeah. Are you just going, Michael Murray, he's the number one there. You got to just hope it works out. I think, you know, if Tennessee, especially if they start falling out, See, I don't know if they will. I mean, they've got a nice schedule with Houston at Arizona at San Fran, but then they face off against the Rams at home, and then they finish the season with Jacksonville at home. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, he he's a tough call right now. I mean, and Houston's got a good run defense, so I don't, I don't, I wouldn't be playing him this week unless you have to. The Arizona and San Fran games, I would play him probably, but if the other guys have good matchups too, I don't know. I mean, he's only got one hundred yard rushing game, and the yeah, rest I mean, of them, I think I think those the rest of them are, are below sixty yards. Yeah, I mean, he's not getting all the touches, and that's to be expected. But I mean, even when yeah. he does, man, I mean, he's limping around the field. I don't know. Unfortunately, I think the vast majority of us that own him, you're kind of stuck using him because, I mean, like, honestly, in the league I own him, like, my next best option is Austin Eckler. And to where Eckler's been kind of good, he's hard to rely on. At least the volume is there for Murray. So that's what gives it, like, Eckler is, like, you you have to have one or two big plays from Eckler for, for him to, to beat out Murray. And that's that's hard to predict, you know, that's, that's hard to, that's hard to trust. Um, but, you know, I, I think I'm still using him in most cases. Um, so another one that you wrote down here, Emmanuel Sanders, I'm probably still using him. I mean, they're going to switch back to Simeon. Simeon at least was kind of just throwing the ball around the field and, it's not gonna be great, but I think I'm still just gonna use Sanders. What about what? Do, what do you think? Yeah, I I wrote him down just because uh, Dennis no, I mean, he's been, uh, ended up dropping him in my league, and I I was kind of surprised to see it as a drop. Um, Old move. It, yeah, but I mean, I I looked at it and and I don't blame him. I mean, he he hasn't been doing anything, and he's the one that suffered the most from this quarterback you know, monstrosity that they've had going on. I mean, aside from the New England game, he went six for 137. Dude, he hasn't scored a touchdown since week two. And he had two touchdowns that week. That's it. 
those are the only touchdowns he's got all season. So, I mean, I, I, I looked at it and like I said, you take that, uh, you take that game away from, from the new England game, you know, and even in that league, he only had 16 points, which is a nice day, but you know, you really hope for a touchdown 2.5, 4, 16, 3.5, two games he was out, and then a 9-5 back against the Giants when they lost that game. So, yeah, man, he's he's been bad. Yeah. Yeah, he's been bad, but I think, you know, in most cases you're probably just still plugging and playing him in season long, like I said. It's unfortunate, but, you know. Yeah, uh, you get down to that point where it's unlikely you've got all that much depth on your team to be able to sit somebody like Emmanuel Sanders. But let's have a little fun here. Josh Gordon is returning. Are you gonna trust him? Yeah, you plugging him in. D- DFS, he's like forty one hundred dollars, I think, on DraftKings. Absolutely, all day I'll take that. <laughs> uh. I'm going nowhere near him in the first week. Dude, I can't do it. I can't do it. I picked him up in one league just kind of for fun. I don't think I'm going to make the playoffs in that league. Um, I just did it just to do it, just to be like, oh, I own Josh Gordon. But I can't I can't do it. Um, I think the coach said something like, um, oh, we're going to – I'm going to, I'm going to use him. I have big plans for him. That's what it was. I have big plans for Josh Gordon. We're going to use him. We're going to use him. And then it changed. We're going to use him as much as he can handle. (laughs) Okay. There's your, there's your out. There's the key word that everybody has to understand. And of course, all the headline got was big plans for Josh Gordon. So people that don't look into it more, and hear the press conference or read the entire quote aren't going to know that. And they're just going to go, oh, big plans for Josh Gordon. Plug him in. He's going to get tons of points. Probably not. I'm not saying he's getting tons of points. But, yeah. If for 4,100, I might, you know, if I was playing DFS, I'd probably figure out a way to get him into a few lineups. But uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put him in like my main lineup if I had like different ones, you know, but yeah, whatever. You know, I thought I thought I went in there just for fun, just because uh, I was trying to see if I could get a hold of uh, Kevin in our, in our, from the staff. Oh yeah. If he could come on, cause he loves some Josh Gordon, but uh, I think he's West coast. I couldn't get a hold of him. Anyway, moving on to some injuries here. Let me try and rip through the most important ones because we are running a little behind. Uh, Devonta Freeman, he actually passed the concussion protocol and practiced today. Uh, so he is now going to play, which totally shocks me, in my opinion. Uh, I, I'm really surprised after you know, this being his second, possibly third concussion for the season counting preseason. I just am really shocked. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin is out with a torn meniscus. So unlikely to play this week. I haven't, I don't think they've officially ruled him out. I haven't seen an update, but um, he's not going to play. Greg Olson, he aggravated the same foot 
that he had surgery on and that he broke. So he's questionable. I don't really know what to think about that one. So just kind of keep an eye on it. But I think he's a risky, risky play this week, uh, even if he does suit up. Um, Obviously, Ty Montgomery is kind of injured still. Will Fuller is injured, both rib injuries. Robert Woods is likely out with a shoulder injury. Talked about Damian Williams out with a dislocated shoulder. Uh, Chris Hogan's dealing with his shoulder injury still. Um, Sterling Shepard is still dealing with his migraines, so can't rely on him. Talked about Crabtree. Teammate on the other side, Amari Cooper. Um, he's having the, he's gonna have to clear concussion protocol to play, and he's dealing with a with an ankle sprain. So it could be that Oakland's gonna be without both of their top two receivers this week, which means you're looking at <clears throat> Cordero, Cordero Patterson, Seth Roberts, et cetera, filling in there. Um, Juju Smith-Suster for the Steelers is dealing with his hamstring injury. Tomlin says he has a good chance to play. Um, we talked about Jameis Winston returning and playing this week, so that's a that's a boost for Mike Evans and <clears throat> Deshaun Jackson. Uh, Doug Martin, on the other hand, suffered a concussion last week, so he did not practice to start the week. He's going to have to clear the protocol. Um, Rashard Matthews is still day-to-day with a hamstring injury. He did not practice. The, uh, today, earlier this week, uh, so far, so his status is kind of in the air. A couple late, uh, <clears throat> you know, like injuries to kind of pop up on the on the newswire today was uh, Alex Collins mix, missing practice due to a calf injury. Um, no word on if he's going to play or not, but they they did hold him out of practice. You know, they did play just Monday night, so it could be more of a a maintenance day type of thing for him. So kind of keep an eye there. Um, you wrote down Stafford should play. But Sounds like he should play. What's going on with him? I must have missed that one. He had, um, yeah, something from the game on Thursday. I think it was his ankle. Uh, let me see if I can track that back down real quick. All right, well, while you're doing that, um, you know, Mike Williams, the receiver from San Diego, is another one to kind of keep an eye on. Not a lot, not that a ton of you are relying on him, but, uh, you know, it does get a, a fairly good matchup with the Browns. So, you know, you could have seen like a, a, a sneaky touchdown from him or something that they could have saved his fantasy day if you were relying on him for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so, Stafford is uh his right ankle. He came up uh came up a little a little gimpy after Lewis's forty three yard touchdown in the fourth quarter on Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Um but yeah, he had an X ray after the game, was feeling better, uh so he had a full session of practice today. So yeah, he should be fine to go. That's all from Roto Wires blip. All right. Well, moving on to some waiver wire moves, you know, to maybe replace these guys or get that get that last week boost for the playoffs. Um, you know, Josh McCown, we talked about, you know, he's 
he's still fairly low owned. Um, he's, he's not like we all kind of agree he's not a very good quarterback, but he's going to put up fantasy points, and that's all that we care about. So yeah, he's he's going to get it done. Uh, so as far as running backs, we're looking at you know Rod Smith. Um, yeah, he. Look, he's been better than Alfred Morris. Um, just not getting the the problem with him is that they're still going to use Morris a lot. So, you know, you're looking at he needs to have a, a a touchdown or like a big yardage chunk play or two to to really kind of have it work out for him. But you know, he's actually seeing more work than Morris. It's just not enough. Um, because Doug Martin is out, Jarquez Rogers obviously gets a big boost there. Um, it's weird because Barber last week took the two goal line carries, so that really hurt Rogers. But Rogers got all the carries. I mean, like, it was like he got everything. So Rogers is the guy that you want to use. Um, receivers, obviously, we talked about Gordon. If he's out there, you can possibly use and play him in, plug him in. I mean. But the receiver that I like the most from the Browns is Corey Coleman, and he's still low-owned. Like, I mean, he he caught a bunch of passes last week. I forget what it is. Um, what did he have? I think three for 64. I felt like it was more catches than that. But uh, you know, he also he dropped a touchdown. So, like, his week should have been a lot bigger. But I, I like Coleman. Um, Zay Jones from Buffalo is somebody you can look at. You know, he, we know how much he has struggled this this year, but Zay Jones has been pretty good the last couple of weeks. And without Calvin Benjamin, Jordan Matthews is out. Um, Tyrod's basically got Zay Jones, and he's got uh, Charles Clay and Latron McCoy. That's it. So Zay Jones is going to get the ball. That's all that matters. Uh, Dontrell Inman from the Bears. Is uh is out there, so you know you can use him. Uh, who else we got here? Um, you know we talked about Cordero Powers and Seth Roberts. You know those are guys that you can use. If you're really desperate for tight ends, uh, Ricky Seals Jones. He just seems to catch touchdowns, and he seems to be a favorite target of Gabbert. And yeah. You know, that seems to be all that matters. You know, if the quarterback likes you, he's going to throw you the ball. And so, I'll be honest, I had never heard of this guy in my life, and he just seems to be getting it done. Another kind of uh, random tight end guy that you can use here. Not random, but just kind of, you know, streamer tight end, if you want to call it, is, is O.J. Howard. You know, he's had back-to-back good games. And Cameron Brait has not looked good. Now, maybe that changes with Winston back and Fitzpatrick out. Maybe Fitzpatrick and Howard had more of, of a rapport. But uh, I seem to think that, you know, the Bucks are out of it. The coaching staff wants to see what Howard can do. He was their first-round pick. So they're phasing Brait out, which was expected later in the year. Uh, and yeah. it's coming to fruition. So that's exactly what we expected. So 
those are kind of the waiver wire guys. I mean, not a lot. I mean, it's late. It's late in the year. That's to be expected. There's not a lot on the waiver wire. You're not going to find big, big names at this point. But you know, if you're if you had an injury or you've got somebody gets suspended or something like that, you know, these are guys that you can just take take a flyer on, and you you never know. You just you really just never know what could happen with these guys. They could have big games and really save your season. Um, is there anybody else that that you were looking at, or kind of get everybody that? Uh, no, that's pretty much everybody that I had on my list. So, all right, well, go ahead and get started here with your uh, sleepers and busts here, and then you know we'll, we'll close out the show. All right, I'll uh, I'll just rip through everything straight through so I don't confuse myself and go with one where I'm supposed to go with the other. All right, uh, highest scoring yeah. fantasy game. <laughs> yeah, like I did last week. All right, well, I'm going to give you my quarterback sleeper, my running back bust, my defense to stream, and then my wide receiver sleeper. Um, yeah, so anyway, <laughs> highest scoring fantasy game of this week. Going with my boys, Dele Dele, Philly, at Seattle. This game is going to be Corey Zee. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Monday night, prime time, 12th man on hand. Uh be interesting if they, uh, if they brought back old man Jamie Moyer to ring the, the 12th man bell since he was a Philly for some time. So that'd be, uh, that'd be interesting. But um, lowest scoring game here got to be the the Giants at Oakland um I mean obviously uh Amari Cooper may be out with his concussion and ankle injuries we know that Crabtree is going to be out it's going to be this makeshift you know receiving core um I mean the running game could be big in this um for both teams really um so that's going to be my lowest least You're, interesting game. You are forgetting one major point in that game. That Eli, Eli Manning, Manning is not starting. For, for I who? Was getting there. Geno Smith. Geno. Yes. The, Gino the pride Smith of New time. York. <laughs> oh Switched locker God. rooms and now he is starting for the Giants. Um, really yeah, I guess he locker didn't, room. didn't even talk about that did we or did i, I miss that care. i didn't talk yeah. about it i didn't care enough uh i and no. i saw it on your list so i figured we'd get to it but yeah that's that's interesting um yeah very very interesting um so yeah i'll get to mine high scoring game i'm going vikings and falcons um you know both offenses are clicking they both got fairly good defenses, but I just the offenses are are really are really clicking right now, which is kind of shocking to say about the Falcons since we were kind of dogging them earlier in the year, but it seems to all be kind of rolling right now. Don't know what changed there, um, so I, I like this game to be kind of heavy on the point side. You know, maybe something in like the 24, 22 range, which is going to be good enough to make it, you know, fantasy relevant across the board. Um, lowest scoring game. You obviously stole the the easy favorite of the week, I feel like. But uh, the, the next 
The next favorite for me is dude, Chiefs and Jets. I mean, the Chiefs are just abysmal right now. As we could, they scored nine points against, or, yeah, nine points against the Giants. I mean, gross. Yeah. Um, and then the Jets. I mean, the Jets are scoring points, but nah, I don't know. I don't. I just don't love it. So yeah, yeah. Between uh, go ahead and between that, I was thinking I. I both of those games I actually liked for mine too, but I couldn't not go with Philly. And um the other the other bad game I was thinking was San Fran and, and uh Chicago. But either way, um sleepers, quarterbacks here. I got Mr. Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh gonna see what he can do in that potentially lowest scoring game. Um I think the Niners are gonna win that game. Um I mean, even though it's in Chicago, it's going to be a you know tough going. Their their defense, like you said, has been sneaky good. But I like Garoppolo to to see what he can come up with this week. Um, I'm going with Quiz Rogers, uh, assuming Martin is definitely out. I don't know if he's definitely been ruled out, but keep an eye on that situation. Obviously, you know Quiz filled in well uh, earlier this season. Um, last week, obviously Peyton Barber was the touchdown, you know, Maven. So he could have some value this week as well, but I think it's going to fall with, with quiz and, uh, my sleeper receiver, I'm going to go with Jordy Nelson here. I mean, we saw what Julio Jones just did to that Tampa defense. Um, obviously, Jordy doesn't have Matt Ryan thrown to him. He clearly doesn't have uh, Aaron Rodgers thrown to him anymore. And he's just been down in the dumps lately. I, I think just this is gonna could be a big game for all of the Green Bay receivers. But I'm just going to give props to Jordy this week. I, I'm starting him in every league that I own him. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping for the best. <clears throat> um, so go ahead and uh, uh, go with yours. I I, uh, I will be praying for you with Jordy Nelson, dude. He's just not on the same page with even with a good game that Hundley has been better the past yeah, couple but games. Even with but Devontae good game, is getting yeah, but all but even with targets. a good game from Hunley, Nelson's been nothing. It's been yeah. Adams and Cobb. Nelson's been yeah. third wheel, man. It's it's weird. I, it's hard. It's hard to say it, but it's. Dude, Rogers is the reason why Nelson is still good, and and yeah. that's pretty much the only reason why it feels like. But uh, yeah, I'm moving on here. Sleeper, I'm going with Keenum. I'm going right back to my highest scoring game here. I think Keenum is going to continue to roll. Uh, he's ranked like in the in the teens on Fantasy Pros for ECR, so expert consensus ranking. For those of you that don't know that. Um, the guy, you know, we just talked about him still being fairly low owned. If you are in desperation, need for a quarterback, and you're streaming quarterbacks this week, look at Keenum. He's getting the job done. Thielen and Diggs are good. Thielen is especially good. For those of you all that ragged me on Twitter for ranking Thielen ahead of Diggs, what? Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm going to rub it in your face for that one. Um My running back is Mike Davis. Now, this is no guarantee he plays – but it's funny you picked Philly and Seattle. And, look, I know Philly's running game is ridiculously good, but 
they're usually super ahead in every game. I don't think it's going to be the case in this game where they're going to jump out the 20 points ahead real quick, right? Not against Seattle. Even though Seattle's defense is banged up, Philly's not going to jump out. The team is still just too good overall. Like they're too smart to allow that kind of thing to happen, right? So that's going to keep the running game in the game plan for Seattle. And if Mike Davis is healthy, dude, he actually looked like the only capable running back they've had all season since Chris Carson got hurt uh, two weeks ago. So if Mike Davis can play, I like Davis a lot this week. Um, my receiver is going to be Josh Gordon. Oh, wait, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm going to go with Zay Jones. Uh, New England's been better on defense the last few weeks, but, uh, you know, like I said, Zay Jones is really the only receiving target they have that's anywhere close to being useful. He scored two weeks in a row, so I like Zay Jones to be kind of a sleeper, you know, wide receiver three, flex play there for you. Um, so what you got for your busts? Uh, my busts this week – I'm going with uh, with Mr. Kirk Cousins, um, not to just continue to throw, uh, <laughs> not to just like every, throw more like fire on your your bad team there. But uh, I, I mean, it's a Thursday game. He didn't play well against Dallas in the first game. He's been good this year for sure, but I just don't. I don't like him this week. Um, Kareem Hunt's my my running back bust. That's why I wasn't planning on talking about him a lot earlier, but we did. I mean, he the guy's just gone downhill, man. He just doesn't seem to have it. He's not getting the touches, you know. Even with a somewhat favorable matchup, I feel like I just don't. Yeah. I mean, he had a really favorable matchup last week against another New York-based team, and he did nothing. So he's on my S list right now. Um, And then I'm dipping back into my previous well of A.J. Green. Great first name. Um, Not a great matchup for you this week. Um, (laughs) You will – I think he had like 3.6 points or something against Pittsburgh earlier this year. They they just have shut him down completely. You know, Pittsburgh's rolling in general. Uh, obviously, they got pretty beat up uh, and gave up, you know, the long touchdown to, to Devontae last week. They seem to have been doing that the past couple of weeks, but, you know, I, I think they'll get that straightened out and they'll, they'll give it back to Green again. So, yeah, we got it. So I'll run through my bust. Uh, I got Drew Brees. I think we talked at length about him enough. Obviously, I just I'm not in love with Brees right now. Um, I had a lot of running backs. I looked at Kareem Hunt. I looked at guys like Devonta Freeman, who I'm just kind of worried about. It's a bad matchup for running backs in that game. Um, uh, and not to mention, like you got to worry about the concussion. You know, him getting it real quick again. Um, you know, you, you can, you can look at a ton of guys, honestly. Um, I'm, I'm looking at like Lynch, who I just never really like at all. You know, Peterson's kind of up there playing a Rams run defense. It seems to be pretty good. You know, you, you got a, you got a bunch of guys, but I ultimately went with McKinnon who is down in the rankings, but I feel like a lot of people are just going, are still thinking about those games where he just blew up and was like the guy 
weird to say, but this is now Latavius Murray's backfield. And that's all there yeah. is to it. Like, he took it over easily. And I, I don't get it. Like, why they even gave it to Latavius Murray over McKinnon? McKinnon was crushing it, dude. Um, so, I mean, Murray is still a heavy volume guy. Like, that's really all there is to it. He's not, like, busting off huge runs most of the time. I think he got one on Thanksgiving. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, my receiver is Des Bryant. Um, not just because he's playing the Redskins. I just it's kind of going back to that whole I don't trust Dak anymore, and so therefore I don't trust Des. Plus, Des isn't Des anymore. You know, he's still good. He's still very physical. He's a big guy, um, but he's just not that dominant presence on the field anymore like we've seen in years past. So, Des is my guy. I'm gonna get my defense. And it's going to be the Chicago Bears. They're playing um, San Fran this week. Jimmy Garoppolo's first start at San Fran. I, I just I don't like it for San Fran's sake. And you know, I think the Bears are just going to eat them alive at this point. So I'm going with the Bears. Who you got for your defense stream? Uh, my stream defense for this week is the Miami Dolphins. Uh, they get in a Denver team that's also been very bad. Um, but, you know, they it sounds like they're getting Simeon back, so maybe that'll be a bit of a boost. But I still like Miami. You know, the game is in South Beach. You know, teams just come there and seem to have problems sometimes. So this could be one of those weeks. Yeah. So I'm going to pass on the Twitter questions. We're running a little over time and I know you got to bounce. So we will, uh, we will close it up. Not a lot of great ones anyway. So that is all we've got for the show. Good luck. Everybody needing that final win to get into the playoffs and good luck to those needing that final win to like secure a buy, et cetera. Um, hit us up on Twitter. If you need any start sit questions and be sure to come back next week for more fantasy football advice. Indeed. Good luck getting to the playoffs. All right.